click on the kid pod the kid carson show with honest conversation you can always know the intention is to grow you can feel the soul attitude of gratitude the guests the dope who's next to show at the paradox apparently a pair of top guns in a field talking triceratops can't stop won't stop honest conversation big kid on his own it's a new station it's the you with the we in the Now give it up for your host, the realest man in broadcasting history, Kid, 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 Kid Carson. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Get it. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. We're getting into woo-woo land here a little bit, which is uh, my favorite place to visit. As you know, I love getting woo-woo. So for some of you, this conversation is going to be so strange and weird and almost unbelievable. For others, it's going to be a chance to go down the rabbit hole a little bit on a topic you may have heard about, maybe even write a book about, um, and you're going to go down the rabbit hole with, with a guest who's sitting right across from me who uh, knows a lot about this stuff, who's involved in it or was involved in it. Um, either way, it's going to be fascinating, and, and this is a conversation I have been dreaming of having for years, ever since I heard about this, but I just never met anyone who knew about it. So here we are. Are we using your name, or should we give you like a? Yeah, no problem at all. Use my name. Okay, yeah. just just first name. Yeah, because it is a Greg. Greg, but it, but it, but it's a weird um, topic. Topic, and, and we we did, and it's remote viewing. I'll, yeah. just, I'll just blurt it out. It's remote viewing, which some of you maybe know what that is. And there is some risk you mentioned in talking about this stuff, right? Yeah, and I need to make sure that as we talk, I'm not giving away anything that someone can claim ownership to, right? Um, and some of the topics that we got into uh, were not widely known, mm. not open to the public. Um, so I just need to be careful that everything that we talk about is within public realm, uh, okay. safe. Okay. Um, and maybe we'll start with what the intention is for this conversation. So uh, um, why, like, why, why are you sitting here? I mean, I'm grateful you are. But why would you sit down and talk to me about this stuff? Yeah, I guess I'm, Besides the fact that we met a few weeks ago and we were like, no, no, hit it off and I begged you to come back. But why would you agree <laughs> to come back? I, 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 um, okay, first of all, I'm really excited about this stuff. Um, and I probably find it more interesting than other people do. But uh, bottom line, I'm here because I want to encourage people to explore. I want, I want people to go out there and find out what's possible and try it for themselves and do it. Um, Instead of just relying on everything that we're always taught and told and like, go, go explore, go see what's out there. Mm. Yeah. And, and especially in terms of uh, consciousness right. or the makeup of our reality. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I like to kind of, I play with the words, I call myself an explorer of consciousness. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, and remote viewing for me was one of the ways that, like it really opened my eyes. Um, and I have to say that for me, there was always something going on, and this was the door that really opened for me to say, oh, imagine what's possible now that you know that. Mm. Uh, so for me, it was an opening. It was an opportunity. And it, to ask more questions mm -hmm. and keep oh. exploring. Well, and that's the problem, right? Yeah. Uh, you find... <laughs> you, sorry. You find more... <laughs> uh, Why are you laughing? <laughs> well... When you get into what's possible out there, and, and 
the the kind of information that's actually available but just not laying out there for us to find easily it's incredible what's available in the world the history the the layers of everything that's going on that we don't understand unless we get into it and start to learn for ourselves that there's much more to us than than this mm-hmm. and the five senses that we're taught that we have right there's so much more so much more yeah oh where do we begin? I mean, it was cool that we, when we met, um, it was not about this topic at all. We were just jamming and, and talking and we ended up talking about uh, spiritual stuff. Yeah. <laughs> As you mentioned, you're a spiritual guy. I'm like, I'm a spiritual guy too. And then that leads to sort of consciousness. And mm-hmm. so we, ha- we were kind of jamming about my favorite subject, like mind, body, soul, yeah. this, all this type of thing. Yeah. And then that's, and then I think I started ta- talking about how having a, an experience with the psychedelic DMT. Right which Joe Rogan made very famous with his long explanation of what it was. It's a good video to to look up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, That got me curious for years, trying to find it and then do it. And then once I did, I was a changed person because you sort of, you know, get a peek behind the curtain. Right. And realize that, you know, we're living in some kind of matrix, which actually led me to believe in God, Yeah. you know, and, and not still not even fully understanding maybe what God is, but knowing, okay, there is a great architect because I was blasted into the middle of a supercomputer. I mean, I was looking around going, wow, this is more real than us sitting here. Right. This feels like what a lot of great uh, thinkers have said over the centuries. Like, this is the great illusion. Yes. Try to wake up from the illusion that you're living in. So yeah. this feels like a, a play we're in or like a big stage. Um, yeah. And, and so that, anyways, we started jamming it with that. And then you're like, uh, well, kid, we, uh, <laughs> have you heard of uh, remote viewing? And my <laughs> eyes lit up. <laughs> Well, and, and I guess what I wanted to say to you was the experience that you get with DMT or ayahuasca or that kind of thing, the same thing is possible without the, what do you call it, chemical mm. uh, component. You can do that in yourself. Um, it's work. You know, you got to right. learn how to do that, and then you can reproduce it in yourself more easily. Um, I just wasn't very patient. <laughs> I'm like, I want to... I want to be blasted through the universe <laughs> now. I mean, it did take three years to track down where I could get reliable DMT because um, this was a few years ago before it kind of became a little more uh, buzzworthy. But um, yeah, yeah. So you're saying you can muster up. So we we are we are living in a magical realm, and we have powers inside of ourselves that we don't even understand. Is what you're trying to say? Well, yeah. And if you, if we go specifically at remote viewing, it's um, a communication skill that all that all humans have. Um, and it can be that simple. It's See, that drives me crazy. I mean, we're going to describe, if you don't know what remote viewing is, we'll describe that next. But it just it drives me crazy to think that this is something that all people could have access to, and I have zero amount of it. Well, and it seems like the coolest superhero thing to have. Yeah. Maybe we should just describe what remote viewing is for the, for the newbie. Okay, and I just want to say you stated a belief there that you don't have it. Maybe you just don't know. That you have it. Okay. okay. That's true. So so what is it? Um, it's the ability to gather sensory information from anywhere. It doesn't matter where it is in space and time. You can go anywhere and look at anything. And once you get your first one and that reality sets in, it's like, wow, I can go anywhere and look at anything. So it's like, and this is a bit of a super dumbed down version. You could sit, close your eyes and see a place yeah um it's on the other side of the world 
Yeah. Like in real time. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we're going to frame this around uh, remote viewing. You're absolutely right. You can go into meditation and do that for yourself. In remote viewing, um, it's, a, it's a scientific process. It was developed for the military. Uh, all the work to develop it was done late 70s, 80s. Um, a lot of the information is now public, publicly available. Um, CIA, SRI labs, uh, there's a number of big corporations that were involved. It's all out there. Um, okay, so the structure was we would receive a, a target ID, which was a letter-number combination. That's all we got, eight letters, eight numbers, combination of letters, numbers. And we would go through uh, a process, um, and they're called protocols, remote viewing protocols, and we would produce data. So the viewer, we were always blind to the target, and we produce data, and it's scientifically verifiable data. You get 13 remote viewers on a subject, on a target. They all produce data. It's analyzed. Um, none of them knew what the target was. In fact, in chain of custody, no single person had all the information. And the reason for that is um, me as the remote viewer can't go and read the mind of the person who knows what the target is, right? You, you're, you can't, can't or you're not allowed? They make sure that you can't. They make sure you can't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, by by keeping you out of the loop on certain things. That's right. You're and unable keep, to know who to hack, whose mind to hack absolutely. into. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And they they keep it far away. So the the person with the target, the person working with whoever's paying for this target, um, is separated from the remote viewers who are doing the work. And there can be a large number of people in between, um, mm. and none of them hold all of the information. So at the end, what you end up with is all this data following the protocols that the remote viewers produce, and that's analyzed and put together in a report. Again, all scientifically verifiable. And this was good for me, um, because when you take something like that, a skill, and you can you can lay it down and say, I, I was there, right? Um, and you see the connections between what what you documented and what they intended or what they had targeted for you. Um, it's incredible. Can you, and I want to find out how you even got into this, but can you just, can you give us an, uh, even a made up or some kind, I know there's some, some of the stuff's confidential, but like when you say target and information or data, can you give like a, an example of, so we can visualize what that might be? Yeah. So I'm trying to find a safe one. So there's different tar types of targets. We worked in training. You do a lot of what was called validation, validation targets. There's operational targets. Um, and then there's the woo 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 stuff. Yeah, that is. <laughs> um, I can't wait to get to go there. Yeah, interesting topics to get into. Okay, so validation target. Let's say uh, um, we did sometimes what was called an outbounder. So an individual would um, head to a target. They would take a white envelope from a safe that had been locked in. They would open it and say, "You're going to go here," and they would go there, and the remote viewers would follow them, and um, while they're in meditation? No. No, no. They would follow them physically? Oh, I'm sorry. Or I made a mistake there. The remote viewer, yeah, you can say they're in meditation. Um, not the person who's the outbounder is going to the target. We followed them and we produced the data that said, this is where you are. And they would collect all the data and then they would tell us the outbounder site was this radar, this building, um, this structure, right? And um, so then how do you know how to follow that person. 
Like this is them like testing your skills, basically. Uh, again, all, you're saying. yeah, that's right. All, all we get is uh, target ID. Um, and some of the outbounders, when we were just playing, we knew this person was going. So for me, I'm going to follow the person. And I'm going to write down everything I notice. They went through a toll bridge. There's a lot of traffic here. There's some strange structure, right? Okay, um, so your eyes are closed. You're meditating. Yeah. And you're just looking for feelings or, or visuals. Well, it can be everything. It everything. can be taste, smell. What do you feel? What's the temperature, texture, sound? Wow. It's what like, do you hear? Um, it's all there. And, and there, there's ways that you can learn how to, like, I want to record what was there. Because when we went in, like, following a protocol... Uh, you go in to gather information. We were only there one and a half seconds, and then we'd come out and document. Go in one and a half seconds, document. <laughs> Next step, right? So we didn't have a lot of time to go in, but what you learn to do is in your document, you record the information, then you can go back and take it apart, and you can gather more out of it. So you jump in, you write down some point-form notes, or you jump in uh, and you come back, write some point-form notes, and keep... Yeah, and for me, it's it's more... Uh, I'm all imagery. I draw pictures. I draw people, faces, places. You know, it all comes out in imagery. Uh, there's some words there, like some things, uh, oily texture, smoky smell. Those come mm. out in words, right? But f for me, it's all visual. Wow. Yeah. And is this the same as being a psychic? Or is this different? <laughs> because you said that we all possess this. Yeah, okay. And, and it's scientific. Is that? Is, what's the difference between being a psychic and being someone who can... Do the, remote viewing. The culture in which it was developed. Okay, so uh, remote viewing was de developed in the U.S. Um, after they found out that the Soviets were doing it in the Cold War. And they said, uh-oh, we better do that too. So how do you take, when the foundation is Christianity, and all of this stuff is dark, witchcraft, evil, how do you take people in the military who have a strong belief in this Christian position and now convince them that they're going to do magic? Right? Mm. Okay, so they develop remote viewing. Is remote viewing magic? No. Um, but depending on your perspective, your belief system, you may say, ooh, that's scary, that's bad. I was taught that those people aren't good, right? So it, um, that's the context it was developed in. So it's a rebranded um, yeah. uh, evil, or not evil, what's mm. the word? It's rebranded, uh, <laughs> it's spooky, so, like... well. So what would we call magic? Rebranded magic is that is that what it is? And I wouldn't even call it magic. So, and this is why people are care careful with it. Remote viewing is remote viewing. Are you psychic? No. Um, I'm not going to tell you what the target is. I'm going to produce data. There's going to be analysis. It's all going to be factual, mm. right? So, so is it the so someone that you go and you pay a hundred bucks to go and sit down with and they tell you about your future your future or whatever <laughs> yeah um that person is using the same sort of uh like technology mm. but it's well that's a good word they use there but no some of those people are just shills shills uh, and well some people believe that because I've, I've been to a um a person like that mm -hmm. for a, a bunch of times i went to this one woman who you know long story short I, she told me something and i was like what 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 <laughs> I was like, yeah. wait a second, you, there's no way you could have known that. And yeah. then that got me curious. Okay. Uh, and th but, then I, then, but then some of my friends would pull me aside and say, you got to be careful. Like, these are buddies who are Christian. They'd say, yeah, you got to be careful, man, because right. 
she is getting her information from like a demon and she may not even know that. Well, and I got weirded out. And so, so what are your thoughts on that? Okay. So um, all of that is possible. But again, we're touching on belief systems here. If we think that it's coming from a dark place, you're going to find darkness. Right. Right. Now, um, I said the word shill. This was harsh. Uh, when you go to someone and you say, tell me my future, you're losing free will. Mm. Now, someone tells you, oh, you're going to buy a new car and get rich. And we focus our mind on that. And we look for the new car and we look for the money. Uh, did it happen because they told us or did it happen because we created that? Mm. Right? Right. Okay. So if we go to people and have them tell us our future, I think that we're losing our power. Now, is there an ability to tell more than what's going on? Absolutely, 100%, without a doubt. Uh, there's enough data out there to prove that people can look into the future. People can look into the past. And this is a mistake because our perception of time that we've been taught is not correct, right? Now, is... Because, yeah, I've heard some people say the only the only truth is, like, now. Like, now. the power of now, mm -hmm. everything is just happening simultaneously in this single moment, which is a really hard thing to wrap your mind around. It, very, like, even as I sit here, I go, oh, yeah, I've been nerding out about this stuff for years, and I still barely get it. Yeah. And so, like, so what, 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 is, what is really happening right now? Well, it, it, when, it, when it comes to, like, timelines and past and future. And, <laughs> um. I know I'm throwing a lot at you right now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We're just warming up. It, it's good to explore, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe we'll finish this point first and then okay. we'll come back to time. Okay. Now, telling the future. One of the things we did was uh, an ongoing um, experiment to determine what the headline news around the world was going to be next month. So we would uh, remote view at the end of every month, uh, put our data together, submit it, and then we would ask people to tell us, you know, tell us if there's a hit. Did we get one? Um, and we regularly were able to produce, um, like, the craziest things that um, were actually happening in the news, showing up in the news, right? Before it happened? Yeah. Um, yes. And it's all, all this documentation is available out there. Uh, I stopped doing this experiment for myself because my concern was, again, this idea of creation. So, it, you know, when you look at the news, usually what's in the news is the worst thing that you can imagine is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And if we focus our minds on that and then we say to people out there, because they get excited about it, well, they can tell the future. And they look and they say, oh, look, they were right. And they would tell us, hey, you found one, you found one. But we're all focused on finding the worst news, the worst events out there. And we started to talk about this and say, well, what about making it different? What about seeing that it might happen? And how do we go out and, and change it, right? What point is it if we go scouring to see what the worst news is going to be and we keep finding it? Mm -hmm. So I stopped, I stopped doing it. Um, so you would do this as part of your training or you just do this on your own? That was after training. After training. And I did it on my own. Yeah. Yeah, and I put it out publicly. Um, and it's all time-stamped. Some of it is I incredible what, what was found, what I could come up with that ended up being uh, backed up in the news. And was like a, this is like a hobby? Yeah. Like well, this is what it's interesting stuff to do, right? Yeah. And, and when you have a skill um, and you want to make it better, you practice. Yeah. Yeah. But it became heavy well, on your heart. Because 
news is heavy. Yeah. And and what what happens with news is it keeps us in a place of fear. Uh, and this is, I guess, where I was really getting into the, like, the thing that matters is the heart. And I started getting into the heart. Um, and when you're in fear, you're disconnected from your heart. Mm. So rather than paying attention to the news and watching and, oh, I got one, it's like, no, there's something better out there. And most of us know and understand that it's by design, Yeah, the news. Everything's yeah. by design to... They're hacking our primal instincts to be more focused on fear because it's you know, our right. DNA for survival. Keeps and the system running. Keeps the system running. And so we are then perpetually detached from our hearts. Yes. And yes. when we're detached from our hearts, what is, the, what is the result? Well, then we're all stuck in fear and nobody can move out to get to a better place. So if you remove yourself from fear, right, if you turn the TV off, and stop looking for the vision that they're giving you and you go and find your own and you quiet your mind and you look in nature, you start to notice beauty and freedom and all these things that, hey, I was looking for that. I was mm. just looking in the wrong place. Mm. And what's possible now if more of us were to go out there in the world in a different way, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, instead of jacking up on, on whatever the news is pushing at us, and like uh, back to the time topic, right? If you drive down the road and look at all the buildings and stuff around you, how many times a day do you need to be reminded that time is important? There's clocks on every building. Mm. You know, we all wear watches, right? If you weren't reminded of time all the time, what would there be? Mm. Here and Just now. Now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. How did you get involved in all this stuff? How do you know this? Well, it was a very, I call it recruitment. It was a very interesting uh, process of falling into certain holes. And it can be like uh, you find this video on the internet and you comment on the video and then that results in someone inviting you to, hey, come and look at this. So then you go and participate there and it results in an invite into a Patreon and you go in there and participate a bit and they invite you to a private unpublished website Mm. And you participate there a little bit and then you get invited into, right? So I would call it recruitment. Um, it's like the ultimate funnel. Yeah, sales funnel. <laughs> right? <laughs> the ultimate sales funnel. Just They're just out there. And, and this is by design, you'd say? Oh, absolutely. So that they can find people with yeah. who are dialed in to, to have this skill. Yeah and, then, yeah, and then you get into the scary stuff where they start to kind of promote this idea that, oh, you're special, you're different. Um, and this is where, uh, I'll use this word, this is where things get a bit culty, right? Uh, when you really get into something and they start to, to tell you you're special, unique, different than everyone else, and you hang out in this little closed group and you don't look outside of that group, there's a problem. Mm. And that's what happened to you. Oh, no, I got to be kind to the people who are there. Yeah. There were some amazing uh, people in there doing really good work, really good things. I just think that people need to be careful what they get into. And if we go back to my intent, encouraging people to explore and find out what's possible, mm -hmm. stop looking for the answer in some other person who's going to bless you with the gift and look in here and see what you find. And is it, is it you use the word culty, is it mm -hmm. dangerous because of the ego of feeling like you're, you're this superhuman and yo man i'm like in the club and we got you know secret handshakes and all that stuff and it's, it's not good for your overall well-being or is what's happening there the technology or whatever have a bit of a dark undertone to it 
what makes it like why is it not i think what makes if, it if it's about just data and you know sort of sciencey yeah why is it why are you giving it sort of a negative cuz uh, undertone it's when there's secrets it's when there's you can look at this but not that it's when there's hey come into this club and don't tell anyone else right those are the kind of things that um and maybe I should talk about this. I, I had a religious upbringing. Those kind of things were in some religions, in some churches. Uh, and it, it's not healthy for people to get into those environments where um, you're only pleasing this little closed group and cut off from everything else, right? There is some of that out there. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. There was something else that I was going to mention, but I forgot. Uh, slipped my mind. Um, well, I mean, I just wanted to explore how you got into this. Yeah. So you right. you are now invited into a smaller group mm-hmm. of people, mm-hmm. and then, and is that the group where they say, "Okay, well, we're going to train you," or or does someone along the way, along the way? Yeah, we'll say the that, stops. that you know the training goes well, and there's there's a lot of people there, and then things go really well, and maybe it goes further than that. Um, yeah. And and again, at any point, I know there's certain things you can't talk about. You can just say, I can't talk about that. <laughs> well, we're getting pretty close on this one. Yeah, we're getting close? Okay. Yeah. Um, can you say, like, when you're doing this remote viewing, Yeah. are you working for a particular organization that we would uh, recognize or know? Like, is it the CIA or, <laughs> do you know? I mean, maybe you can't say, but is it something like that? Well, okay. Formally, I think the government says that they're not, no longer in the business. Um, so... Who pays for remote viewing today? All kinds of different people and places pay for remote viewing to be done. Sometimes they want specific work done, right? We need we need information on this. And they'll pay to have remote viewers go on and look at it. That happens. Hmm. Um, like wealthy people or? Anyone. Uh, anyone. anyone. Yeah. Uh, somebody lost their dogs. They want help. Sometimes they'll ask a remote viewer to help. Uh, one of the areas hmm. that remote viewers have actually showed up uh, quite a bit through history is like missing pa- um, missing persons, uh, murder cases. They've been used and very helpful hmm. in those kind of areas. So law enforcement has have have used them. Um, one of the topics that uh, I was very interested in is what's called psychic archaeology, um, and all of this stuff you can find in books. You can you can find books that talk about how certain discoveries were made through time. Um, and sometimes you come across a psychic or a remote viewer that was involved. And like, okay, can I show the camera? Oh, yeah, holding up a book there. It's called People, the Alexandria Project. Project, yeah. And there's a Canadian in here, George McMullen, and he helped them. And this was a study that they were doing. And in fact, any of Stephen uh, Schwartz's uh, books are good for this kind of thing to show where remote viewing was used and the kind of things that came out of it. So like finding treasures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Underground. Yeah. Uh, ruins. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. That's cool. I said that because it looks like on the cover of that <laughs> book, there's a, an underground sort of ancient cistern. Wow. Uh, what, which word? Cistern? Cistern. What's, what's a cistern? Well, I think it's a water system. Okay. Yeah. For feeding the ancient city. I think wow. that's what, yeah. Looks thousands of years old. Yeah. And so they would have a remote viewer to say, dig there, here are the coordinates. Yeah, absolutely. People would go. Yeah, and, and believe it because they're obviously good. it's not cheap to excavate. They didn't and, always believe it. Sometimes mm-hmm. they they argued, and then um, someone else would come in and dig in a different place, and they would end up back where the psychic said, "Dig here." 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah. Okay, so so anyone anyone can do this. Yeah. Um off the record. Um I say off the record as we're recording on a podcast. <laughs> I guess but the, the governments publicly say they're no longer involved, but obviously the people who are in power in various countries around the world, I'm sure, are still entertaining this and doing it. And that it's that the technology is probably so advanced at this point. I mean, if they were doing it back in what the fifties, sixties, maybe before then, I don't know. Yeah, and there's uh, some evidence that they were paying attention to things back then. And you can find these um, previously secret documents have been disclosed, and you can dig through them and find them. It's all out there. Right. Um, but we always think it's something old-fashioned. Well, and, like, and airy-fairy and strange, and nobody should go near that because it's ooh, right? Mm-hmm. But again, back to the anyone can do it. So how come more people aren't? We're all searching for the truth, right? We all want to know what's the real history of our planet? What happened out here? Mm. So if you have people who develop the skill and start to get into it and, and you follow the scientific process to make sure that you don't have people manipulating or getting their ego in the way, right? You can develop these stories and discover evidence to show, hey, look, this happened. Yeah, it's, it's cool to think that there might be, I don't know, any number of um, people in different locations that are unaware of each other yeah, being given a certain target and you're getting all the information sort of blindly from these different people and then it's all analyzed and put together. Yeah. You're getting the most accurate yeah. um, information rather than, rather than like what I did is sit down with a woman <laughs> and ask her like, should I go into business with this guy or, you know, or whatever. Okay. Um, you're getting a, a bit of a, t- you know, a one track yeah. and maybe influenced in the wrong way maybe and Uh, and the the caution there for me me right would be the future um like if you're asking someone to tell you your future hmm. uh have have you given away your free will and that's the concern for me so so and and on that topic because i don't want to keep bringing up my my psychic experience but i i don't think i would go back okay in fact i know i wouldn't because so I did... I think that I got bad information, to be honest. Well, I did readings for people for a while. Yeah. Not remote viewing. Okay. Um, Psychic readings? Well, we can, say, we can say it's not a remote viewing protocol, but it's a remote viewing tool. Hmm. You can go and profile a person. You can go and see what's happening in the person's life. What are they doing? What's on their mind? Um, you know, what are, they, what are they up to? What's it like to jump in someone's head? Well, you'd never go inside someone without their permission. Right. Uh, what and, would happen if you did that? Well, you'll see what's there. Um, you'll feel what's there. You'll, and, and what we're touching on here is uh, when you get deep into a target, uh, this thing can happen that's called bilocation. Bilocation? Yeah. I'm here okay. and now. A portion of my consciousness has been displaced and is over there. Mm, okay. And I can experience that just like I'm experiencing this. Wow. Bilocation. Um, you know, and there's other things that remote viewers got into, like out-of-body experience. Some people talk about these kind of things. I had this dream. It was an out-of-body experience. So this happens for remote viewers. This is particularly useful uh, when you get into, I want to stick my head inside this safe and see what's there. Or in th- this drawer, what does that letter say, right? That's the kind of um, area that out-of-body experience was more useful. Um, Who's that guy who wrote a book? Um, something Monroe. Oh yeah. Dr. 
Yeah. He was a I don't remember his first name, Monroe Institute. He was involved early on, mm. uh, still in a lot of the brain science stuff that they came out with. And they did a lot of, you know, here's a psychic, here's a remote viewer. They put all the um, sensors on their brains and studied the activity within that. Some of the things that came out of that were like um, brainwave entrainment, uh, binaural beats, some of the stuff that's still used out there today where you can listen to a meditation and it's got um, sounds in the background that that put you into a deep state. Mm. All of that stuff came out of this area of study. Wow. Yeah, it's intriguing stuff. The book I read from him, he talks about how he, well, he thought he was going crazy. Okay. And then he did different doctors. Because he was a well-respected guy in his town in the day. This is back in the 50s, I guess. And um, it was very extremely woo-woo to... Yeah. Didn't even talk about this idea that he thought he was leaving his body at night. Right. And sure enough, at one point he yeah. left in, I don't know, astral plane or whatever. He's flying, yeah. literally flying like right. a ghost across yeah. town and sees his, uh, his receptionist <laughs> yeah. uh, sitting at her table in a very obvious bright red sweater. Yeah. And then the next day. She had the red. For shits and giggles, and he just says, hey, were you wearing a red sweater last night at your dinner party? Yeah, and she went white, and and that's when he realized, oh my God, this, these are not visions; these are I'm actually flying. I'm, I'm having an out of body experience for real. Right. And I was reading this book, going, "Oh, this is wild, wild." wild. Yeah, but it happens all the time. Mm. Okay, and pre precognitive dreams, where you see the future, um, it's a driver for all the rest of it. So, and and scientifically, they studied, say, say that again. Sorry, it, it, it's a, it's a driver. Precognition is a driver all of the other skills right okay um okay now precognition happens for a lot of people and i think it probably happens to everyone when we're little but you know when you wake up from a dream when you're little and you don't really understand what happened and maybe it was a nightmare or you describe it that way and and you're told like okay like have a drink of water and go to bed nobody mm. says well what happened in there can you tell me about it mm. um so, you know, when we're taught as a, as a child, uh, forget it, put it away. Five senses. <laughs> mm, right, you stop. Uh, stop trying. Yeah. 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 yeah my, my youngest son um, has had, you know, night terrors. Yeah. Um, not, not all the time, but there was like a good, good month there. It was happening all the time. And yeah. It would like set up and you couldn't, you couldn't like... Getting to go back to sleep, and it was like it would freak me out because I'm I am sort of right. a fan of all this woo woo stuff, and I'm th in my head I'm going, oh my god, what, what's where is he right now? Yeah. What is he experiencing? Right, and is he having something? I didn't know what the word was. You're saying by, by what was it called? By uh, by location. By location. So, I'm like, is he some half somewhere else? Yeah. Like, what is? Yeah. It was scary. Like he'd be upset. Right. He'd be upset. Right, and I'd, and, I'd feel and, it. Yeah. So so what happens in a dream that we? are so immersed in it that we can feel all of it. It's so real that we were there, right? Mm. Um, and I don't know exactly what's going on for your son, right? Um, and best thing to do would be talk to him and, and see what's going on and see what he says. There's different kinds of dreams. There's some of the dreams that come from anxiety from life and we're processing it at night. There's other dreams that are like, I have this dream. I want this thing so bad. It's showing up in my dreams. Mm, <laughs> and right. th those kind of things happen. And then you can get into the astral travel, uh, precognition, all of those kind of things. Uh, precognitive, often um, they pop up and it's so real. It leaves an impression and you don't understand what it was. And then five years down the road, it's like, oh, that's what that was. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And then what's the, what are those, what's the term again for when you think it's real? Like you're in the dream and you actually think this is real life. What do they call that? Like, for example, I, I was having a dream once. Yeah. And I'm like, it was as real as this. I was just, yeah. and I'm looking at my, and, and in this dream, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm getting ready to go. And as I'm looking at myself in the mirror and it's as real as this, I suddenly realize that I have hair. Oh yeah. And I shave my head. <laughs> so I'm looking yeah. at myself in the mirror and I have this thick full head of hair and it starts to sink in. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And it's as real as this. And I'm, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm in a dream. This is not real. And I'm in the dream and I'm aware. I'm suddenly aware. I went from just, to suddenly being aware I'm in a dream. Yeah. And then I was, I sort of gave in to um, astonishment. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up and I was like, oh my God, that was like, you know, you're sweating. You're like, holy cow, that was crazy. Yeah. Because you've, I've heard stories of people who have, and I can't remember the skill, but it's like you're in a dream mm-hmm. and you know you're in a dream and you can operate in the dream. Yes. Like you can, like you're in a VR, you know, yeah. world. Right. I forget what that's called. What would you, what, was, what would that be? I guess you're sort well, of. And there's a couple different things going on there, I think. Um, but, there's definitely maybe some astral travel. Um, like this isn't future oriented, right? Precognition is I saw this thing and then it happened in the future. Um, but the other ones where maybe I'm out of my body and I'm fully experiencing this thing in my dream. I know my, where my body is, but this is so real. How can I not be there? Mm. Right? Right. And yeah. how did I get hair suddenly? Well, and where did that come from? Then I guess we could talk about <laughs> what, what's really the dream. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Bizarre. Okay. Well, I know we're all over the place, but this is so fascinating. And I, whenever we go uh, down a little rabbit hole, I just need to ask a couple follow-up questions because I know we'll get onto something else and I'll, be, I'll forget. Um, okay. So you, where, where, do we, where do we continue from here? I mean, okay. So you were involved in this. You kind of, yeah. you, you got through the funnel yeah. <laughs> to the point where you got approved mm-hmm. and, peop- and you were doing this. Was this like a job you were doing or is this more of a hobby? Well, uh, I helped them form a corporation to advance the the study of the field. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm a member of the International Remote Viewers Association. There's an association for it. Mm. Uh, all of the scientists are there that have been studying it for decades. Very interesting field to study to get into. A lot of neat stuff happening there. Uh, physicists, you know, psychologists, the the breadth of the information and studies that happen there are incredible. Um, but it's all woo-woo, right? It's all off off the side of the road, not really mainstream. So mm. maybe the important thing to say there is there's no money in it. So right. it's there by the side of the road. Right. But still, important work. Um, and what are they proving? They're proving where we started. Everyone can do it. And our SRI Labs will be the first group of people to tell you, in our studies we found... We could bring anyone in here and they could produce data that their senses here did not have access to. So does that mean we have the ability, but we can't recognize? Yeah. Like we might get, sometimes you just have random thoughts in your head about something. Yeah. And you just think, oh, well, that's weird. You know, we have what eight, mm-hmm. whatever it is, hundreds of thousands of thoughts every day. And you just, yeah. and most of us, when we talk about mental health, it's like learn to focus on, you know, the new thoughts that you can have and sort of guide and manifest where 99% of the thoughts we have every day are almost on a loop from like it's programming. 
program. from the previous day or week or month. Yeah. So are you saying that there are flashes of thoughts that we have that we just sort of throw to the wayside, but actually it's some something from that's well, happening on the other side of town? Or Well, yeah, and we actually pay attention to so very little of what's actually happening in reality. Um, maybe we don't know what reality is. And we all experience it differently. We could say that you and I are in a different reality right now. You're having your experience over there, and I'm having mm. one here. Right. Are they the same? Well, there's a lot of filtering happening here. There's my values. There's my previous experience. There's a way I feel. All of this stuff creates my reality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, you can train your brain. And this idea of manifesting that you mentioned is an important one. Um, if you want to work with your subconscious, and, and you can train it just like any sense, right? Um, you get better at doing art because you draw. Um, you get better at singing when you use your voice. Uh, you get better at using your intuition mm. when you use it. Right. So let's call it that. Let's call it intuition. So let's say I want to develop my intuition. What do I do? I encourage people to go to well, learn how to meditate, uh, find a quiet place, and, and just be quiet and see what shows up, mm. right? Um, and then sometimes what happens to people is they start dreaming. They start having these amazing, colorful dreams that they don't understand. And I say, write them down. Get a journal. Keep it by your bed. Write down the ones that make an impression. And what happens is the more the dream happens, you write it down. You're carrying that with you. You're reminding yourself of this event, and then you notice more. Mm. Um, and after right. a while... Um, what you start to see is uh, synchronicities. Um, hey, I just experienced deja vu. Or I just noticed 11-11 on the clock right there. What does that mean? Or um, I knew that was going to happen. Right? Synchronicities. Things that um, just seem to line up and happen that are too unreal to be a coincidence. Mm. And then you can ask for them. You can say, I would like this to happen, and I would like to see evidence that that happened. And when would you ask that? In a meditation or? Anytime. Anytime. You don't have to be in a meditation. And I always ask that question, like, I want to be able to do this with my eyes open. I can't sit, <laughs> I can't sit at home all day with my eyes closed meditating, right? Mm. That's not the way to experience the world. How do I do it? And, and so you're just setting out an intention. Absolutely. Basically. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you set the intent. Develop the skill. When you get good enough where you start to notice, I want more, then you ask for more. Mm. And you go looking for it. And if you can't find it yourself, find somebody who's been there. Um, and maybe more and more people will be open enough to talk about the fact that, yeah, I have dreams that come true. Or I can tell when somebody over there that is really important to me is hurting. So I reach out to them. Mm. Right? That stuff happens all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, this is hard to do. Mm-hmm. if you are locked in fear. If you're in fear, you're not in contact with any of this. Okay. Yeah, and we'll, we'll say this. We're talking about DMT and these experiences, these wild experiences. You want to have a wild experience, get in touch with your heart. Open up your heart. Mm. <laughs> watch the show. <laughs> watch the show. There's a whole show happening in front of you that you can't see, is what you're saying. <laughs> Okay, so real quick, mm-hmm. um, how, how do you best get in touch with your heart? First, first of all, you remove the negativity, I could assume. So maybe you yeah. unfollow a bunch of those Instagram accounts that are constantly telling us yeah. to be afraid of what's happening. Yeah. Um, 
So if if we admit that we have intuition, and we have some guidance inside of us that says um, it's tell, telling us what to do, become aware of what it's telling you to do and do it, right? Mm. If it says, you know, I really don't feel like this person is right for me, turn the other way. Mm. And And the more and more you follow that guidance, the more and more you become in alignment with what you are, right? Right. And then the more and more you look within for answers, look within, look within, the more you look in for with answers, you start to feel it and you start to feel what's very important to you. And this is where uh, you're going to start to take apart all the things that have built up in your life that are keeping you stuck. And it's going to be hard and emotional and probably the most important work you can do in your life. Mm. What are some of those things that are, that people have that's uh, holding them back from? Well, it's like when you're in high school and some teacher says something to you, uh, two sentences that, that sting and they stick and you carry with them with you for your whole life. Mm. Those kind of things come up and you get to look at them and you get to feel it in your body and you can look at it and say, what, what for my highest good are what are you telling me? And it's like, um, we're trying to keep you safe or something like that, right? Okay, I'm safe. So what's possible if we let this go? Mm. Um, that's what they call the deep inner work. Deep inner work. And sometimes they call it shadow work. And we kind of mm. touched on that uh, last time we talked. What is shadow work? It's like, let's say when you're a kid, if you're a little bit rebellious and you get in trouble every time you do something that's not straight and right, um, and you learn that you're bad because you like to do these things that are a little bit rebellious. So you, you put it away and you say, I'm not going to survive in life if I'm bad. Um, but you know what's there. And this part of you is ignored and it's over here and you're very aware that it's there. And sometimes it wants to come out and you want to get in a little bit of trouble because that's fun. And I'm, I'm using trouble. Like mm. I'm not saying break the law, do anything bad. That's not what I mean. I mean like... Um, Maybe you just want to stand up in a room and shout, express yourself. Absolutely. Something like that. But, but yeah. if you've been told to... Right. Shh, your whole childhood. Well, you go into a boardroom and stand on the table and shout, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> yeah. But, but that's exactly it. Okay, so this thing is in our shadow. This is part of me. I know it's there, but I don't allow it to participate. Hmm. And if you do that for long enough, you're leaving parts of yourself behind, and this is not a full experience. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Real quick, I wanted to ask about the numbers. Okay. I don't want to get back to remote viewing. Like lottery numbers? No, like uh, like when you talked about seeing 1111. I've had, I've had experiences okay. like that where, I mean, I okay. have seen. Whew, it goes in waves. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll have a couple months in a row where I, I just constantly see 1111, 333, 222, 555, whatever it is. Yeah. To the point where I started taking photos yeah. and screenshots of every time I saw it. Just as some sort of... You want to compare phones? We can see really? how many screenshots we've got. You do that three, too? Three, three. Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, and I would say from my point of view now, uh, a clock is more important to me for synchronicity than it is for the time. Mm, interesting. The synchronicity has a meaning, especially when you say, show me an answer to this and you get one, right? Mm. So, um, so it's real. I'm not crazy. No, you're not crazy. It's it's an alignment, I would say. And and if we say that, and call it what you want, God, the universe, um, uh, how do I say this? Um, if if you work with consciousness, if you work with the universe, it conspires to help you. Mm. 
A lot of people would call this manifestation. I'm going to manifest what I want. It's everywhere. You know, you want a sign and you don't think you're getting one, look for nature first. The signs show up in nature before they're going to show up in the material world. When you get really good at getting signs in nature, then you're going to start to see them in the material world when you ask. When you say nature, like what do you, what do you mean? Well, like, like an eagle in the sky. Um, okay. Right? A, a crow on your patio leaving something there for you. Mm. Stuff like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Feathers wherever you walk. Um, how come I'm always seeing feathers? Stuff like that happens yeah. to people. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I just never knew which things were made up. What, what's crazy and what's not. It's interesting to see Yeah, you say that because... Yeah. Yeah, I, I get... Uh-huh. I, I just, you never know. There's so much out there. Yes. But I guess if we are living in this sort of magical sort of magical realm or whatever, spiritual, whatever this, this matrix. Yeah, of course you'd be able to see things in nature and all, all over the place. Yeah. There are signs everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not just on your microwave no. clock. No, that's right. Yeah. See, I'm, like, I, the numbers, uh, I, I'm totally into it. I go, yes. Mm-hmm. But then I go, oh, should I really be noticing feathers on the ground? Like, oh, what point, well, point do you like, draw Yeah, stop. Well, but, but, I mean, if you're saying there's it's le- legitimacy to that, then... Mm-hmm. It I'm depends. all about it. I'm all about it. It depends on the person. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Depends on what you ask for. Depends on what has meaning to you. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so, so what else did we want to talk about? Lottery um, numbers? Yeah, we tried that. Um, oh, did you try that? Lottery numbers? <laughs> yeah. It was an, an interesting experience. Um, Is this on your own or in no, your, with, with a your group of people? With it, a group was, people. it was an experiment. Whenever I say it was an experiment, that wasn't me on my own. Yeah. Um, and I miss those times because it was so exciting. And we did things like, we're going to look at this target at the same time, all of us together. And there's like, I don't know, 20 of us around the world, all different places. We're all going to do this at the same time. And we would go into a target and the strength of that signal line was so much powerful than one individual doing it alone. You know, there's something more uh, going on in human interconnectedness interconnectedness i can't get the word out right now but you know what i meant um there's more going on than than we give credit for and and we're just blind to it because like oh i gotta go to work and uh check off the list right i'm gonna turn on the tv and watch the news and oh i'm gonna go to sleep oh you are asleep Mm. Uh, right you're not seeing the show that's happening like you said yeah um were you able to get some winning numbers uh, we did better than random, yeah. Really? Yeah, and and that was some of the um, experiments that that are interesting too. Are influencing random number generators. What? And you know, it's not just remote viewers that have done that. There's some books out there that talk about uh, um, you get a bunch of bunnies or birds together with a random event generator and. As they participate, they influence it as well. So we could say that they have consciousness. The animals. Yeah, the birds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I believe that. Right. So I'm a, I'm a big animal lover. And you go back to, like, all this kind of comes to that Schrodinger's cat experiment. Is it dead or is it alive? Well, you don't know until you open the box. Mm. So until we witness it, what's there? Um, until we participate, what's happening? Uh and how much control do we have over that? Yeah, it's almost like a, like a video game. 
if your character, if you're playing like a first shooter game and you're facing this way, mm-hmm. is there anything really happening behind. behind you or to the left or the right mm-hmm. until you turn your character and that, um, yeah. that part of the matrix builds yeah. or renders or, or whatever you call it. Yeah. So back so, on the time question. Yeah. Um, I would describe my experience of time now to be um, all these layers of different things. And you can move between them and get information from, it's not a linear thing. It's not a straight line. There's all kinds of information that's available. doesn't matter where it was in space and time. You just have to shift your perception to access it. So um, part, part of that is letting go of ego. Um, and, and yeah, just being willing to step outside of what we've told is possible and right and yeah so it's not like your mind is going back let's say you were i don't know if someone said go back to the 1800s and find a cowboy or i don't know mm-hmm. you're not like traveling traveling back linearly i don't even know how to say that word literal so, in a literal in a lin- lineal way let's say um you're just getting another layer of information no from now okay it's not i don't even know what i'm saying i don't even know what my question no, is no it's good it's good <laughs> But um, let's say instead of, it's not linear, you're right. Uh, and if someone says to a remote viewer, here's this target ID, uh, go there. And let's say that target was 100 years ago. And, and the tasking was collect all the data that happened on this site at that time. They can go and experience it as if they're there at that target at that time. If they get really, really deep into that, they're going to experience bilocation and they're going to feel like they're living it. They're going to be able to capture the smell, the taste. They're going to feel what the people there felt and they're going to be able to document it all. Wow. So how is that possible if time is this? It's not. Wow. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone back really far, far, far uh, I'm trying to think. Like well, what, what, I mean, what we would think is a long time ago. Let's say that the Mars experiment was the furthest back in time that remote viewers have done work. What's, the Mars, ex- what's the Mars experiment? Well, what happened on Mars? What's on Mars? And people like to talk about the face on Mars, right? Mm. Uh, and there was remote viewing done on that probably more than once. Um, so that, that tasking originally, I believe, was a million-year-old tasking uh, mm. was what I saw so yeah that one's been done a number of times what did they see on Mars did, was that ever released and I can't like is it out publicly yeah I think so I, do I know for sure no um, but that was one that uh, just kind of stood up in my mind as being one of the oldest ones that comes to my attention right now um, so is that something you can't say mm-hmm. in case it is not public yeah okay yeah. So I'm not, I'm saying this, my name is kid. I'm saying this right now. <laughs> Greg is not saying this, but perhaps uh, the remote viewers, if there were, if humans maybe first lived on Mars mm-hmm. when it was oceans and everything else. And then we, maybe we, the planet was drying up and we transferred over to earth. I don't know if that's, that's one theory I've heard someone talk about. You're not saying that right. that's what it is. No. I don't even know if that's what it is, but that would be something that they would have seen mm-hmm. if, uh, they could if go back a million there. years. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah, that kind of thing is possible. I just made that up, by the way. 
Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, no problem. Um, and um, I knew that a lot of the remote viewers like to talk about uh, future, and they they became concerned that by looking in the future, they were creating alternate realities. Oh, that didn't happen because that's an alternate, what do they call it? Alternate, alternate time, um, alternate reality. I don't believe this is true. Uh, I don't think that, right now, I don't think that they have the ability to create a future for anyone. Hmm. This is a misunderstanding, maybe some ego getting in there. Um, we're all creating together. Creation happens here and now, um, and there's no other way right now. Uh, so, interesting. Yeah, because I've I've heard people talk about. Um, I mean, I follow I follow some weird people on Instagram. Yeah, it's fascinating. <laughs> Even if I don't believe certain things, I like what, what what's this person think? You know, that's my feed is full of weirdness. But there was one guy who was almost like a channeler. Yeah. And he was, um, and some of these channelers, they almost have like an Asperger type quality to them. Like they're, 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 they're dialed into like another level, another mm. dimension, but really genius. Right. And this guy was describing that we are constantly creating infinite yeah. like, timelines, depending on what decision you make. Bashar? Maybe he's like the bald guy? Yeah. Yeah, Bashar? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's good. And but I, is, is that, is that, is he a, a flake if he's saying no no it says he was kind of saying well hey if, if you don't want to be participate in a certain reality you just make the mental decision and your reality is going to go on to the right and oh. then the other person is going to go off to the left and then so that would mean there's infinite realities possible and and isn't that true though like how, how can we make an example of this so let's say that um i'm trying to like i'm thinking for some reason of marriage i'm thinking how uh, when you're in a close relationship with one another, sometimes we want things that the other person doesn't want. And we want to go on our way to create that. And the other person's like, there's no way I'm going to participate in this. And they go their own way. What happens? Some separation in the relationship. They're in their own reality on this topic. Um, mm. So it it doesn't have to be... We overcomplicate things sometimes. Mm. and And maybe why that happens is because we're used to being told... Here's the answer. Memorize this. That's right. And the world isn't really that simple. Um, there's a lot more that's possible. What might be possible if we were to look further? And and how can I change my reality? And we can change our own reality all the time just by the decisions that we make. We can choose um, how this situation is going to be. Hmm. That's just a shift in perspective. Um, okay. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be... Um, overcomplicated yeah and I know uh, some of the information out there seems to come from extremely intelligent people and there's no way we can get there ourselves um, and wouldn't it be nice if we could just find some normal average guy that could uh, show us that we can do it too mm -hmm. um, we can do it too so going back to this guy this Bouchard is that what yeah, is, is that uh, yeah. He's a guy I just I randomly just found him on Instagram and I'm like, what's this guy doing? I think yeah. I, I I'd read the um, um, that book, very famous book uh, with the law of attraction. What's her name? Her and her husband used to do it. The secret? Yeah, no, um, not the secret, but they would they were doing it since the okay eighties oh. or nineties. Um, it was like a a woman and a man, and but the woman kind of channeled. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember the name. I know whole series of books. They're yeah. very very popular. And they they really break down the law of attraction and how you know, but yeah. she but this woman would all, all would be channeling a an entity called Abraham, mm -hmm. and Abraham Hicks. Yes, that's that's yes. Esther. 
Yes, Esther Hicks. And I think he's no longer alive. Yes, I think he, Jerry. Jerry yeah, Hicks Jerry passed Hicks. years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they would travel around. I guess she still does it, I guess. And so she was sort of channeling um, information from a, a collective of consciousnesses mm-hmm. that went by the name of Abraham. Yeah. And then she would just, it would just go in her body. Yeah. And some people think, oh, that's controversial. Maybe it's a demon or whatever. I don't know. But she, and she would sort of just like close her eyes and then reawaken and just speak. Yeah. And her tone of voice was different. And, you know, the first time I saw it, I'm like, okay, well, this is a, obviously a woman who's a genius actor and she's, this is her gig. This is her shtick. Yeah. But then I started to go, wait a second. Like, is well, that bull crap or what is no, that? It's like, not. And, and this has also been studied, it, studied. And the brainwave pattern changes so much that science can show you um, that's not them. Wow. And Always wondered. Okay, what's the name of that book? Um, I might have to email you. There's a really good book on this that's available out there right now. And Bashar, you touched on, he has been studied and brain probed and all of that stuff. Uh, and he talks very openly about uh, what's happening there, what they're discovering. And it, it's good that he's willing to go through that, right? Because he's helping advance the science and advance the fact that um, something more is there. Right. So people are trying to debunk him. Oh, yeah. Well, that happens and, all the time. Yeah, of course. Um, especially when you get into something that is not mainstream. Then there's a lot of money available to study that and maybe even some steering to make sure it comes out a certain way. Wow. Interesting. I mean, I, the remote viewing thing I just knew was legit when you just know that the, the, the military, militaries all around the world are obviously, they're not investing hundreds of millions of dollars into something that's, that's just, that's phony. I mean, it's documented that they've done this for years, decades and decades. So yeah. I was like, okay, wow. So when I met you and you brought up the remote viewing thing, I'm like, dude, this yeah. is great. It's like, man, that guy was dumb enough to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wasn't sure about the, the various channelers or the people who are sort of having everything speaking through them. I didn't know. Well, okay, on the channeling thing, so. and, and this is where people get nervous, right? They're like, ooh, channeling, what does that mean? That means something's taken over the body. Is that really what it means? Um, And if you think of it this way, we all have a soul. Maybe that's a generally agreed idea. I think so, yeah. Okay, so if our soul is not attached to our body and maybe exists if our body doesn't, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? How does that work? Right. Are we channeling our soul? Mm, Ooh. Yeah, because they do describe sort of... um, that we are in this, whatever people, some people just say, we're in our meat suits here. Uh-huh. And that our higher power mm-hmm. is still, like somebody told me that the amount of our soul that's actually in our bodies or our consciousness right. that's in our bodies is like maybe the size of your pinky finger. So, and the rest of it is sort of floating out to wherever that is. Yeah. And when you, when you, when you connect with your quote unquote higher power, yeah. you're actually connecting with the real you yeah, and you're that you're that you're sort of tethered to in some way. Yes, and that's how you're able to sometimes get a fifty thousand foot vision of of your life and mm-hmm. be able to see who are the people in your life that are good for you and bad for you. And yeah, you know, I like like I like a visual. So someone described it to me like that. Yeah, and and okay, if you take this and now say, but I'm experiencing experiencing this world here and now, and I know what's possible. How do I bring more of that into me? Right. This is another way of saying open the heart. Mm, and this okay. is where it's like, 
oh, I can feel what's there. And if I'm going to do this, I got to be different somehow, right? Mm. I got to get bigger. Um, I have to expand my bandwidth because I see all this that could be me. And how do right. I do that? So, so like when, when people say, uh, remember who you are. Yeah, absolutely. You're trying to open up your heart to let more of yeah. your soul into you. Yeah, and I like that quote. What is it? We're, we're a species that's inflicted with amnesia. Right. There's so much that um, we don't remember uh, that slowly we're remembering that may bring us to a much different place than we live um, with today. Right. Yeah. Okay, so sorry, you were going to say something about the soul. No, I think we talked no. about it. Like yeah, this okay. idea that um, we're, we're channeled, you can bring more in, you can become aware of what's out there. This is all part of that um, being the best version of you kind of work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing I want to make sure that I say, kid, like I want to encourage people to explore. A lot of the time when we go to explore, we find someone that um, is going to bless us and say, oh, you're a gifted child and come my way. Um, if they want to find someone safe, Someone safe in BC to work with is called Dr. Leslie Phillips. She runs what's called the School of Intuition. Mm. Uh, she's very good, uh, very safe environment. If people kind of want to explore, who am I? How do I develop these skills? Excellent place to land. Interesting. Yeah. And anyone can go to her? Yeah, absolutely. She puts oh. out a podcast that's broadcast, I think, at least once a week. Um, what's her name again? Leslie Phillips. Dr. Leslie F yeah. Phillips. Phillips. The school of intuition. And like maybe you, you want to talk to her on here. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Well, because, you know, when we have these talks, um, I, I just, I, I keep thinking about my, my, my kids. Okay. And I go, wow, if, if they could understand this, the, the power of all of this mm -hmm. at a young age. Right. You know, and be able to like really just, yeah. quote unquote, manifest yeah. anything. Yeah. Before they get so locked into well, the programming like, of being an adult, you know. Yeah. How do how do we allow them to be without breaking too much of them before they get to adulthood? Yeah. Right? I don't want to break my kids. Right. I don't want culture to break my and kids. And it's not always you. Culture is yeah. yeah, you said it. It's not you, kid. Um there's a lot going on that forms the worker of the future. And this is very much what we're part of now, right? Mm. Um, there was a time where they needed good factory workers and the system was developed so that good factory workers came out. Now, there's no factories. Good factory workers are coming out. Um, and we're all saying, no, something different. Let's do something different. Right. Right? So what do you do for your kids? Uh, listen to them when they have the nightmare. Nightmare. Find out what's there. Um, when they say, hey, Dad... Um, is this what you did today? And they're bang on. They know exactly what you did today. Say, hey, it's exactly it. How'd you know? Mm -hmm. Encourage them, um, right? Witness yeah. them. Uh, and it's possible that the kids that are coming out now um, have a higher capability than we do. And they're going to need to be encouraged and supported. Mm. The worst thing you can do for a kid is leave them alone in their experience, especially right. if it's a negative one. Especially if it's a negative one. Yeah, you never leave a kid alone if they're having a negative experience. Be there for them, right? Mm. Talk to them. Find out what's going on. Because um, they'll carry that. Yeah. And like you said, there's a little, the two sentences that... Stick forever. That, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Whew. Man. <laughs> yeah. What, what next? What, what else? Um, mm. I know we could literally probably talk about this stuff for hours. Um, should we... 
talk more about remote remote viewing or some other things like because you're into all this stuff. Yeah, I I, I do. I I am so curious to hear about like your thoughts on okay this whole okay. So you're gonna say something? No. Well, yep. I was just like um, <clears throat> remote viewing opened the door for me. You're talking about dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had nightmares when I was a kid. I had precognition um, of certain events that happened as I went through young adulthood um, that hurt um, and really helped me learn there's something more going on here than with most people. No one else could understand what I went through, right? Mm. Uh, okay, so Can you talk about that or is it well, too... No, I think I can. Um, uh, and it was the passing of my dad. Um, and I... I knew he was going to hurt himself. Uh, I knew ahead of time and I tried to stop him. And the problem was I had the wrong day. Uh, And he did it anyway. Um, But I knew and I tried. Uh, But, you know, the responsibility of that sat with me forever. Like I I couldn't stop him. I couldn't stop him. Um, But I knew ahead of time. And it took me a long time to get back to the how did I know ahead of time part of it, right? Was it like a, a a vision or a feeling? Yeah, like wow. I like to blame it on a dream because it's easier. It's easier for people to understand when you have a dream. Uh, everyone has things happen in their dreams, right? When you say that one came to me in the middle of the day, they're like, "Ooh, something wrong with you." Isn't that weird? Right? You're, you're so right. <laughs> yeah, um, you're so right. So I had it in a dream, is what I say. Wow. Um, but it was in the day, and you had, you had a vision <laughs> and a feeling that your dad was going to hurt himself. Yeah. Um, oh my God, dude. Yeah. Well, so I'm grateful that he showed me, uh, cause if he hadn't have made it that sharp of a point, I may not have paid attention. I may have just gone through my life. Uh, and this, I don't know, 20 some years ago, right? That was an awakening for me. It's one of those, how do they describe it? It's a wound so deep. When you look in the mirror, you can see your spine. It was one of those. Wow. Um, do you think that's why you were able to sense it? Yeah, because it was obviously your your, your dad, and yeah, and uh, there's some I forget where I heard it or saw it. I, um, it's like you remember this thing from the future, or, or you remember to tell yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm straying here. So that was one of the events for me, and all through my life. Um, and when I got into the corporate environment, and this is going to be funny. Because if people look at what I did in the corporate environment, it's not the kind of place that you want someone who's dreaming their way through problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's it doesn't what I, sound very corporate, no. No. Um, and I learned how to wrap it in technical language, right? Um, and, you know, the, fit the guy in the box. I never fit in the box, and I never wanted to be in a box. Uh, and I made sure that creative capability was always there. And I always brought that in. I found a way to bring it into everything that I did. People always wondered... How do you solve those problems? Why are they asking you to do that? Um, you know, how did you get there from where mm. you were? Well, use your higher human capabilities. Engage them. Explore. Mm. Right? Find your guidance. Ask the hard questions and do the work. Right. It's that simple. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not a millionaire anymore. Um, but you can become one. Uh if you get in alignment with yourself, you know, I think there's probably more to what I want out of life than just earning money. Uh, important part of what we do still, right? Yeah. Um, but there's just so much more. Yeah. Once you get out of your own way. Yeah. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Um, what is, what do you think this all is? Uh, well, and yeah, this is an interesting topic. This is where you get, I know it's the most general question ever, but it's, we all have a slightly different take on what it can get convoluted here, right? What is it? We're, we're all out here experiencing life in our own unique way and everyone benefits from this. When I come out into the world and I really try and I really do something and I'm successful or even not and I learn from the failure, this adds into consciousness. This adds back into the pool, the ocean of consciousness that we all can dip into. So if you're smart and you say, oh, someone's been here before, nothing new under the sun and I dip into consciousness and ask, maybe I can avoid tripping on that this time because mm. uh, someone did it before and, and this kind of opens up that question like we follow a br- blueprint in life men do this um and then we all try and be the good man right mm. okay let's change the blueprint we need a new experience um mm, change the blueprint i like that yeah um do you think that we are all um, some people describe us as like we are consciousness experiencing Mm-hmm. itself itself are we all mm-hmm. connected in the same pool yes mm-hmm. and, and we are you can go as far as to say you are me and i am you mm. right and someday we may go back to the place where we know oh we're all one we just are different expressions of the same thing wow but that's the key here right and if you talk about, like, I don't know what we'll call this. We're going to have a little airy-fairy discussion. The planet here, free free will planet, is what it was meant to be, mm-hmm. what it should be. Uh, we come here to experience uh, third density, uh, third dimension density, heavy things. Um, and everything that happens, you know, we get the feelings in our body. We can touch. We can taste. Um, you get ecstasy. You get the opposite. Um, we get all of these things here. So... If if we go back to we're one um, and you don't have all of those sensory experiences, um, maybe it feels like there's something missing. Mm. So if, if, all, if consciousness, the, the pool of consciousness, which is really just like, let's, say, let's just visualize it as one organism mm-hmm. um, that is sort of reaching out is tentacles, billions of tentacles. And each one of those tentacles is a different human experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's out there almost gathering data. Adding into the whole. And then it's coming back into the whole. Yeah. Which makes me think of AI because that's such a, it's, it's really blown up this year. Well, it's funny that it blew up. And I, I laugh at this um, because uh, what makes us think that it's new and just suddenly arrived? In what way? Well, who says that it hasn't been here for 50 years? Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Right. Okay, now, if, if you look at the, the human experience and the possibility, like remote viewing, there's this communication capability that we all have, we don't use, we don't talk about, and that's just one example. What else is out there, right? So, like I, like I, I think anything that comes into the mainstream mm-hmm. has been used by the military for, you know, at least... 30 years or 40 years. I think that, I mean, even like Photoshop or anything, any of those things that suddenly are toys on our phone. Once it's a toy on our phones, 
Yeah. It's been used by the military by for decades at least. I think that. Yeah. Um yeah. you would I guess kind of agree with that. Well, yeah, and uh, like back to the point on AI, is it new? I don't think it's new. Hmm. Okay, is it a big scary thing? Well, we're forgetting what humans are capable of, right? Yeah, okay, computers might get better. Um they might do some of the work that we have done in the past. Um but what are we capable of? What do we get better at? Because we're no longer doing that. And if we direct our attention that way and say create, what are we going to create instead? Um and I kind of challenge uh AI a little bit. I say, you know, I'm pretty sure that AI can't create. Um and maybe I'm wrong. Mm. But this is something we have that we don't really make use of. Like we all got good at manifesting and I touched on the secret uh and a lot of that energy and and focus went into material. uh money wealth right the house um and that feeds into the system again mm. and this is where i say maybe that the the secret was the biggest psyop in human history because it all directed us back toward the very mm. thing that we were the thinking carrot mm-hmm. yes right yeah good point um so that was a phenomenon in that movie yes it was and it moved so mon- so many of us toward oh yes i want oh and this and this right um all the material and then it's like a uh, gut punch um still kind of empty here right yeah um because some would say that maybe the human beings are almost like a super 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 advanced uh ai well like when you break it down and see the mechanics of it and the science of it and the, even look, how our bodies operate and you see the little yeah. microscopic pictures of like the the cell carrying the the protein to the you know and you go oh my god it's like a they're like little mhm uh robots almost yeah and, and nanotech and i don't know so um yeah. like if if we are if we have been controlled um if there is people who are making sure we only do things that they want us to do there must be a reason for this mm. and maybe the reason is if we really discovered ourselves and what we were capable of doing there must be something powerful there now what is it in your guesstimation I I just think that um we're much more than we know we are. That's all I know. Mm. Yeah. And I've I've lived through this and experienced it now to the extent that I could up to this point, right? And I still go out there and I say I knock on the door. I knock on the door every day and try and see what's there. So what are we going to learn today? What are we going to learn tomorrow? Um and what does that look like for you personally? in a way that we can be inspired to do the same thing. Like if you like you you you're going to leave the studio here now mm-hmm. from the par- you're going to walk at the front door of the Paradox Hotel mm-hmm. onto your next thing. Are you in a certain mind state? Are you like how are you and asking think, these questions and yeah, well, and expanding your mind. Um again, I'm looking for the connection. I'm looking for and we all look for meaning, right? I'm looking for meaning in what I do every day and I ask for the world to reflect back at me. that um I understood that properly and you see signs and I look for people mm. who you know you catch eye contact and then a a conversation erupts and a connection is made and there's a deepening and an opening and a reflection of yourself that you never saw before and now something new is possible mm. um so just walking through the world and I was terrible for a long time was with self esteem issues walking around looking at the ground making sure I didn't make eye contact that happened for a few different reasons um 
when I looked into people's eyes, uh, I often experienced things that I didn't want to experience. Um, and uh, I just tried to hide. So, And is that because you were experiencing a reflection of yourself? Um, or it was you're experiencing something that they are? Something they are. So this is connected to your, your ability. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you were, you look in someone's eyes and you would see, okay, this person is mm. having some dark times, for example. Yeah. And it's more than or, seeing, you can feel it, right? You can, and you know, it, I think maybe um, ladies are more comfortable with this idea than men are. Uh, they have intuition and, and many w- women will tell you, I stand in the line of the grocery store and I can feel this person in front of me and what they're going through and I don't like it. Right. Mm. So these kind of things happen all the time. Um, and you know, it uh, doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. Um, but again, it's not something that we dig into and, and talk about. It's just there. Sometimes we're aware of it. Sometimes we turn Mm. it off and ignore it. Um, so don't turn off your dreams. Don't, turn off your son's dreams, explore and see what's there. Um, I have a friend, very close friend who had this uh, story. He told me okay. that he, um, and he's not like a psychic intuitive, but he's sort of like a life coach kind of guy. And he did have an experience that you sort of reminded me of earlier in this conversation where he saw, like, I forget what you called that. The, the pre cognitive. Yeah. yeah. Where he saw, a series of things happen on the street, like an old couple walk down here, then another person come across on their skateboard and this car swerve and yeah. saw this thing in his mind. Yeah. And then 30 seconds later, it played out in front of him. Right. And that changed his whole life. He's like, whoa, something like there was a ripple in the matrix or something. Right. I, my, I don't know how, but that led him down his journey. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that has happened to him before where he met someone who had like an illness. Mm-hmm. And then he like touched them and then the, the illness transferred from his body, from this yeah. person's body into his body. Yeah. And that's the problem remote viewers ran into with healing um, is they found that they were the remote viewers who were attempting to heal others were ending up with what they were trying to heal. There was something incorrect in the way they were doing it. Now, um, medical intuition, um, healing others. This is, this has been in human history through cave paintings and wow. right. So all of that stuff is possible. It's happening. Um, and there's people who will go for, um, a natural healing, uh, before they go to the medical. I really got to find that book kid and, and send you the name of it. Um, so that you have it. Cause there's some recent work that's been done on these topics. Just trying to get people to be more aware that there's other, um, options and possibilities out there. That sounds wild. I mean, we call them miracles. Yeah. If someone can like, quote unquote, heal you. Right. But you're saying there's a way if you, if you don't do it right, you can actually take that, on. That's what the, the remote viewers found. Yeah. yeah. See, I would have thought that was all BS until this close friend of mine who I, who I trust in my life. Mm-hmm. One night was comfortable enough sharing this experience to me. And my jaw dropped. I'm like, dude, what are you even saying to me? Yeah. Well, he's like, yeah. Oh, because he was having a thing with his throat. And I'm okay. like, what's up with your throat, man? Because he was like mm-hmm. coughing and stuff. Okay. And then he, he sort of avoided telling me what it was. And I prodded. I'm like, dude, you, you like sick, sick? Like, okay. Tell me. Yeah. And then he's like, tell me the story. How okay. he, that he got this from someone else. Like, because he was trying yeah. to, I don't know. And, yeah. uh, and he accidentally took it on. And um, 
<laughs> I was just like, yeah, your whole like uh, it's a paradigm shattering to to think that that something like that's possible. Well, and, um, yeah. and you're like, oh so, yeah, man, it's been around for a long time. <laughs> well, and the the only problem is he took it on himself yeah. instead of putting it where it belonged. Right. Yeah. So yes. And when you say when you say putting it where it belonged, well, it, you know the the earth has immense capacity for healing and taking human energy. Um, and one skill that everyone should have is being grounded. Um, you know, walk walk on the earth. Um, imagine that you're grounding energy out. If you feel overwhelmed, uh, send it out of your body um, and find your calm place, right? The, the, the planet, we are part of it. The resonance of the planet um, happens in a way that it resonates with us and our physiology. Mm. We are connected to this place. One cannot exist without the other. So if you went, I've heard, I've heard about grounding, mm-hmm. and like you're walking outside and just getting your, your bare foot on the, uh, on the earth. Yeah. And there's like some science that talks about how it takes away electrical charge and all sorts mm-hmm. of things. So you're saying to do that and then to use the power of your intention yeah. to remove and just visualize negative energy or, or whatever it is, yeah. even illnesses yeah. from your body that that would... That's right. There's some evidence that says that that actually works. Yes, and and even better, uh, bring in your creative capability and imagine your healthy body. Um, mm. Yeah, and then make sure you move into it. Wow. Yeah. Whew, dude, this has been <laughs> my favorite conversation in, in I can't even maybe my life. I don't. I can't even think of another topic. All this stuff. Well, what if I told you I got more? You got more? <laughs> well, not for today. I'm tired now. No, I'm joking. But m- maybe there's going to be more uh, someday in the future, right? It's a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before we? No, I I up? wanted to make sure that um, remote viewing was very good for me. It opened a lot up. Um, oh, there is one thing. Okay. Just for people, be careful what you get into, because not everyone in the world has good intent, mm. right? Um, so certainly explore and, and I tried to direct people to a place that I know is safe, um, and go where you're going to go. You're going to be drawn to what you're drawn to. Um, just make sure that you're always checking in with yourself. Is this right for me? Right. Your inner guidance. If it feels wrong, there's a reason why it feels wrong. Um, Mm. yeah. And move yourself if that comes up. Right. Yeah. And this this place you directed people, it was the, the Dr. Leslie Phillips. Yeah, was her name. Yeah, and she has that was at the School of Intuition. School of Intuition. And that's, I think that's in Canada. Oh, she's right here in BC, and I think she's been around for twenty years. Mm. I want to say. I so said, you 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 make an appointment. You go. Well, you can. Uh, she runs courses. She's she's on a podcast. You can go on her podcast and ask her questions. Mm. Uh, she's there to help people. Um, yeah, again, safe place. Uh, she's not saddled with um, gatekeepers and in, uh, intent that is not good for people. She's yeah. a good person. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Because after my experience with a, you know, quote unquote psychic, I just, I was really shaken the whole thing. And I really. Well, and there's something in that, right? Like if it shakes you up again and you look inside and you say, well, why, why did that? Something's not right in this for me. I just felt like it made me more fearful. Right. And I, and I went to her because I was going through a fearful time mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. and I needed some, I wanted to feel a little more safety, like things right. were going to be okay. Right. 
and guidance. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, but then you start, I felt like I was giving up on my own right. guidance system. Right. I was now relying on this uh, person. And even like there was a couple days where, you know, I was like calling her, like, I, I, I need you to tell me what to do. Yeah. And then you, you sort of feel powerless. Right. And then, and then that layered on with, I kind of feel like maybe I was getting some wrong information on purpose. Right. Like to sort of derail me a little bit. I don't know if that's, yeah. maybe it's made up in my head. I don't know. Well, but, no, don't question it. And, and it's, um, and like, I really love this woman. Like I, I, and I sent other people to her and other people yeah. have said, oh, she was great. So I go, man, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. happened there. All I know is I got shaken and nervous to, mm-hmm. um, to go yeah. back. So yeah. I, I guess on, on this, it's important to know that you can do that for yourself. It's mm-hmm. only a matter of, of practice, right? And I know that it's easy for us to go and find the psychic and get the reading and have them tell us. Um, and I've, I've done that before in my life too. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they can be very good. Um, I just think in terms of principle, uh, from my point of view, there's a couple things that are important. I'm going to maintain uh, spiritual sovereignty and I'm going to exercise free will. And if there's something that comes in and takes either of those away from me right away, it's a no. Mm. Yeah. This is the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to have you back. You just let me know when there's more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when there's more juice in the tank. Okay. And we'll do it. Okay. okay. Brother, this is great. Thank you Thank so you. much.